1: Hello friends and welcome to the Get Rooted and Help podcast. My name is Gabby. Thank you so much for tuning in today, this week, this morning, this afternoon, evening, whatever time you are listening to this episode. Maybe you are sipping on some coffee or tea or you're out on a run or working out or you're doing some laundry or yeah, whatever it is. Thank you for allowing me to be part of your day and your time I value our time together and just able being able to encourage you meet you maybe where you're at um, my goal is always to just be relatable um, and just continue to show up as best I can for you guys um in, in this time of life when I am busy with four kids and staying home raising them and doing all the things uh, and we are in a heavy season with tax season and I know I'll I'll touch on it more in a different episode, but yeah, sometimes time is just hard to come by, and then when I have the time, I don't have the brain energy <laughs> to give to anything else. Um, but anyway, we are here with a new episode, a new week, and I'm excited to talk to you guys. But real quick, as I was queuing up everything... Uh, And I saw a commercial for it last night too. I I saw this weird symbol on my computer um, and I like hovered over it and it's this whole like AI thing and it's that co-pilot, whatever. And then like I saw a commercial for it. I I believe it was last night for the first time. And I looked at my husband and I was like, man, that stuff kind of weirds me out, creeps me out. God, not going to lie. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to ever use that. And I mean... I who you know I'm sure many of us or many of you listening to this podcast they're just so different you know all we're all different um but me personally like I just I just find it all these advancements while so much of technology is awesome and all the advancements and all the things but man some of that stuff is starting to get real close to home and I feel like way too human like for me um where I don't really want artificial intelligence really doing anything for me. I, <laughs> like, I'm all for convenience and making things easier and saving time and being efficient and all of that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's It can do some pretty wild things. And it, on my laptop, it was like, what does it say? Um co-pilot your everyday AI companion. And then it was like chat with AI or everyday or something. And I'm just thinking of all the different directions this could go for, for our culture. Um, and again, while I think it's amazing the ways that technology has served us well and gotten us really far in society, it's also really hindered us. It has um, made us lazy. Um, it has destroyed human interaction in many ways Um, and yeah I just I don't know so anyway that's my two cents I'm no judgment if you're like I'm all about it I just I just get really nervous of the kind of information that kind of technology has and can just spit out anytime anyone wants to talk to it uh, is that what you call it? <laughs> it? Uh, I don't even really know. I feel like it's supposed to be very human like and and I don't know where to put that um put that thing. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's my uh two cents on the whole co-pilot AI thing. So anyway, let's move forward. Let's have a real heart-to-heart human conversation right here. No AI, all just scratch notes right here in front of me um, from my brain to your ears, okay? So I really wanted to encourage you guys, you know, we've made it through January, the hustle and bustle of the, the first month of the new year, and everyone's, like, figuring out what their trying to change maybe adapt and and figure out as new goals and resolutions or focuses or whatever and um, one thing that i really want for most people is to start recognizing ways that they can start to eat at home more and have fun with it enjoy the process get creative uh, learn along the way and embrace the struggles and the unknowns and the, like, I don't know how to cook. I don't, I don't, you know, I feel like I want to burn everything or I, I just don't know where to start. Uh, and just learning to replace store-bought items with, uh, you know, more homemade things and not being so intimidated to be in your kitchen. I happen to be someone who loves to be in their kitchen. Uh, y- honestly, if I could go back, I mean, I don't know. I, a dream of mine, I guess I'll just say, is I would I would love to take cook- more cooking classes and more uh, just, yeah, things revolving around food and baking and, and just a little bit of the science behind it and more history and more uh, just home-like things like that. Like, I just, you know, wish I i did learn a lot growing up at home i was raised to learn how to make a meal um how to grocery shop and while my mom didn't buy the best of things or make a lot of homemade i guess from scratch foods it was more of the box things i mean i was born in the 90s and my mom was doing her best and so we didn't Eat out a ton, but we also weren't consuming the best foods at home. So there's a difference of eating at home and cooking at home from scratch or using, taking more time to make a meal rather than utilizing, you know, opening a box or, you know, unsealing some plastic from something frozen or whatever, something from, you know, a bag or a box. So I. I don't, don't really I don't really know how I got to this place of like I I love it and I, I love being in my kitchen. I'm okay with you know, I get bummed, but I'm okay with making mistakes in the kitchen where it doesn't set me back to like I'm never doing that again. I actually appreciate the like, oh, how can I learn from this? What did I do wrong? What could I do better? What should I try a different pan? Should I try a different flour? What did I do wrong with the yeast? Or whatever it might be. Uh, Or this flavor with this, or how does this taste with that? Oh, we don't like that. So I'm going to take note of that. And just finding more value in, in the kitchen. And since having kids, it's become really important to me to nourish them differently than how I grew up. And my mom has made huge changes since, since I was a kid. I mean, I, I really don't, think I'm and I'm sure she bought them but I honestly don't know that I knew what an avocado was I don't ever remember my mom serving me you know an avocado um where like my kids have always grown up that was like a baby food um or like eggs and things like we ate eggs I'm sure but like that wasn't a typical thing hummus I mean I didn't I didn't even try hummus or guacamole till I was, like, an adult, guys. So these are things that my kids know what they are. And I wanted to encourage you with this episode and give you ideas of things that you could start to replace from the store. You might need to still utilize the store, but, like, rather than buying the boxed or pre-made, pre-packaged item, What are some of the ingredients you could purchase to be able to make it in a cleaner way? Because things in the stores have to be made to stay good on the shelves for a long time. Okay, so like they need preservatives in them and those end up not being good for us. And you wonder why they last so long? Yeah, it's because... Because yeah, it's got to stay on the shelf and what are they adding to all of that? And so you know, there's going to be all those additives that you're consuming, that your kids are consuming, the natural flavors, the extra sugar, needless sodium. Like you could be getting your sodium from better sources and be able to use it on your food in pure sources and not have to be so concerned of getting too much sodium because you're eating so much processed. That's the time when you need to be more alert of your sodium intake is if you're already someone who's consuming a high processed diet, not as whole food. And... Most things in the stores that are in boxes and bags are not short ingredient lists. There are the exceptions, but they're still processed, right? They're still broken down, baked, sealed, vacuum sealed, canned, whatever, uh, and needed to maintain freshness on the shelves. So I appreciate the brands that do their best to provide clean, clean, whole uh ingredient food food lists um simple mills Ciate. those are two awesome brands for some packaged things that just came to my head right now really appreciate those brands uh and just their efforts in providing those kinds of things we've also turned into a very big snack culture where like where what happened to the meals um and maybe a snack like needing to try and um yeah just shift that i feel that snacks are like the thing and hey i i am the mom that my husband's like why why are you bringing all of this i'm like this is my insurance you don't get it (laughs) if mom doesn't have snacks there's gonna be a problem i don't have food with me we're gonna have meltdown kids. And honestly, they probably would be just fine. And they'll just be extra hungry by the time we do get to a place to eat or get back home. However, and yes, even if they are healthier snacks like beef sticks and cheese sticks and almond flour crackers or a trail mix or pretzels, apples, you know, whatever. it's, It's something that I feel like, wow, what did we do without, what would we do without snacks? How did they do it back then? Like, They were eating wholesome, rich, nourishing foods. High calorie. It would last them a long time. They would forage maybe some berries or an apple from a tree. And then they'd come and have dinner. Like, it, it wasn't like mom had snacks galore. And, oh, it's snack time, kids. And, man, I mean, I'm guilty of it, too. And not to put guilt or shame on you. It's just like, wow. Like, just think about it for a minute. How much money we spend on some of those things and how can we do a little better and that's why like i really try to focus on getting like some of our breakfasts in the week like really big on the protein and some fats so that they're nourishing um you know we love our sourdough here but we're adding sausage on the side or eggs or they're doing yogurt or they're having you know their peanut butter on top or maybe we do avocado toast and and just really trying to capitalize on that um so that it's just not just empty car carbs hello cereal like that's the kind of stuff I grew up on and my husband grew up on yeah not that my kids have never had cereal but it's definitely not the the main the main course um I just realized that my audio uh, was not set up with my microphone. So I apologize if there is a change in the sound, it should be better quality. Um, I did not realize it until this point. So hopefully um, that doesn't mess up things too much here. So I have a list here of things that I have started that I that I thought of uh, as I thought through what are the things that I've learned to make from scratch um, and, and things that have just become easy to learn to make, and um, have I guess transitioned me out of needing to buy them from the store when I don't need the ultimate convenience. And you know, a little bit of like you know, I was intimidated by some of these things and how I how I got over that. And so I just wanted to share some of those things that are super easy. Uh, and again. This is just going to be night and day difference. I think it'll just really blow your mind if you just go and look at just say like a pie crust, uh, like the Pillsbury pie crust or whatever brand, and you go re- Google a recipe for making a pie crust. It's like three ingredients and then you go and look at it at the store and you've got a paragraph. And I think your mind will be blown at how easy some of this is and how much better you will feel. The money you will save, yes, you'll have to have time in the kitchen, time is money, okay. But time in your kitchen is so valuable and so rewarding when you get to be the one in control of what is going into your body, into your into your family's body, Um yeah, it just it's a it's hard to explain if you've not experienced it. And it's it's just super rewarding, super empowering rather than taking something off the shelf that has a bunch of crap ingredients in it and handing it to the cashier to scan and you give them money for it and then you consume it. What did you do? You went to the store and got it and unpackaged it. Like that is where we've gotten to. Like just let that sink in. And again, there are times and places for when that's necessary. And, you know, kind of like with the AI uh, technology thing I was talking about in the beginning, like some of that has just been super helpful in really hard times in life or a season or whatever, when you're in a pinch and you need convenience and and it's not wrong. It just has become too much of the norm. So I am here to encourage you to go against the norm, start putting good quality ingredients in your body and see how good this stuff tastes when it's made homemade and and how good you're going to feel after the fact um knowing that you are not relying on always convenience but like you're the one that labored over it uh so a list of things, I'm just going to like run through it and then I'll kind of touch on a few of them and or maybe all of them, we'll see. I didn't want to make this episode super long. Um, this was just to encourage you to give it a try and you don't need to choose every single one of these things. Maybe pick one or two and be like, I'm going to go for it and I'm going to try it and do it for a month. Don't think that you need to transition everything all at once like it's an all or nothing thing. So if you're that kind of person... Just tell yourself it's okay. It doesn't have to be all or nothing right now. Just pick like one or two things and slowly. It's just like with anything, especially with when it comes to like health, wellness, fitness. If you try to pack it all on, pile it all on your plate at once, eating healthy, drinking all the water, getting seven to eight hours of sleep, getting sunlight, grounding yourself, getting to the gym seven days a week, like there, if you've been doing zero of that, there's no way in the world that you're going to be able to do every single one of those tasks 100% all of the time and expect to stay on track. So, same thing here. I have I have adapted these over time. I've been married for 11 years now. I've had kids for 7 years, the last 7 years out of that 11. And I will say that I, I've come a very long way from, yeah, just, like, I I was intimidated by some things, and then, yeah, like, I was a healthy eater, I was very mindful, but I guess I've just come a really long way in terms of, um, becoming very efficient in my kitchen, and very knowledgeable about things, and how flavors work together, or oils, and, and, um, you know, using butter for this and olive oil for that, and a flour for this, and I've become more comfortable with yeast, and I and I know how long something's gonna take me, so I can prep it, knowing that I can let that sit while I'm doing something else. So it just I've I've found a rhythm in my kitchen, and it's sometimes hard to teach people because it's not it's just something that I've found that works for me, um, and I've done it enough over and over and over again that it's just like this little it's like a dance in the kitchen and it's it's a beautiful thing and and sometimes I'm like wow how did I get all of that done like I don't understand how I knew that those needed to be in the oven and then when those got in the oven I could do this and then by the time I was done with that then then those would be done and then I had these on the stove and like it's like you got to get everything you know ready and hot at the same time and somehow some way it happens definitely wasn't perfect from day one so trust me it's taken years to just implement like all of this list and so like I mentioned these are the things like pie crust bread whether it's made with yeast or sourdough and that can be sandwich bread it could be french bread it could be sourdough bread it could be dinner rolls you name it um yeah, you, you can make simple ingredient breads. Bone broth, pizza, which is a, a dough, a bread. Spice blends, you would be surprised um, if you read some blends of spices. Uh, maybe you're getting a taco seasoning or a, a chicken thing or a steak thing or whatever. Um, be mindful, they do add anti-caking agents or oils, or sugar to those things, and it's just unnecessary. Again, they got to keep that stuff on the shelf. They got to keep it cheap and cost-effective for them. So do yourself a flavor, a flavor, <laughs> do yourself a favor and put those flavors together on your own, okay? So you can make your own spice seasoning plants salad dressing. Again, sneaky things are hidden in there. Literally go to the store. That's not Whole Foods. And f- flip around almost every single bottle of dressing. Unless it's Primal Kitchen, then you're, you're, you're good to go. Um, but that's pretty pricey to rely on all the time. Trust me. Um, every single one you're either paying for water or you're just paying for junk oils, soybean oil, canola oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil, or a whole blend of it all. No thanks. No. No thanks. You don't want that. Talk about you struggle with inflammation, ache joints, and uh, they also sneak sugar in all of those. Yeah, people put salad dressing on their salads like it's nobody's business. So guess how much you're consuming and you think you're eating healthy make your own. Applesauce. You can can it, you can freeze it. You don't have to add any sugar to it. Whipped cream. It is insanely easy. I could not believe it. Sure, you could buy some cool thing that has like that canned stuff where it like, you know, squirts it out. Did you like that? (laughs) Sound effects. Um, But literally, you buy a thing of heavy whipping cream, you add some vanilla, you add some honey or syrup to it, or none at all if you don't want any sweetener, and you whip that sucker on high and you've got in five minutes a beautiful fluff. You can dollop on your pancakes, your pie, whatever you like whipped cream on. And it is clean, ingredients, and tastes wonderful. And it's insanely easy. So whipped cream. That I wouldn't know how to preserve. like You'd have to like use it up. So make it when you know you need it. So heavy cream. Mac and cheese. I do rely on the Annie's or Kraft or whatever. um, Mac and cheese every now and again. But it's it's as simple as just getting some noodles, shredding cheese, milk, butter, salt, pepper. You know, just look it up. It'll all come together and be a creamy, delicious meal without all of the extra stuff. Tortillas and pancakes that is my list and notice most of these things just are real simple ingredients majority of these are like flour salt water olive oil or coconut oil or um butter ghee lard you know i've been using lard in my tortillas now uh because we had rendered some lard from pigs we got last year that were raised on my parents land i got some more pig This year, now that we got our pig meat, our freezers are stocked. By the way, it is so awesome, full of beef and pork and chicken. I buy right now. I'm still, you know, you gotta. I'm working my way into that realm. So I do have a source um, of a farm that I do want to buy more from whole chickens. Um, But right now, we just get what we get. It's not organic. It's not always clean. It's but I always make sure that I'm not getting chicken that has, like, natural flavors added to it or carrageenan, cur- or caragenine or however you want to say it. Um, if you actually look at a couple packages of that at some stores, will have some things. If it doesn't just say chicken, then don't get it. You, you don't need things added to your chicken. Um, but that was just a complete side, um, side note there. Uh, but, yeah, most of these things are simple ingredients. The flour, salt, water... Oil of choice, butter or fat of choice, and spices. Also, shredded cheese. Stop buying bags of shredded cheese. Just get yourself a shredder or use a food processor with a shredder attachment. Shred your own because, again, anti-caking agents, they add things to the cheese. Just buy a block of cheese. Read the difference of ingredient labels on a bag of shredded cheese and a block of cheese. There is a difference. They are not the same. So, and, and what I'll do is I'll shred things up. I've learned, so I grew up in a larger family. My husband did. We've always been part of cooking and making meals for things or for family gatherings and buying in bulk or learning to freeze or prep things just has always been something I've known and, and grown into. So sometimes when a good cheese is on sale, I'll buy a bunch of blocks I will shred it up and then I will freeze them in, uh, portioned out bags, you know, eight ounce, 10 ounce bags of shredded cheese. And then I can pull them out when we have a taco night and be like, oh yeah, do I have any cheese? Yes, I do in the freezer. I've already shredded it. It just has to thaw. Um, so I, you wouldn't believe how much I utilize the freezer. I'd I'd use it a ton. So pie crust, just going back to that, it's literally flour and salt You mix that together, then you cube up cold butter and you work that in either with your hands, with a pastry cutter, I think that's what you call it, Um, or if you have like a food processor, it literally takes 30 seconds. It makes it a crumbly crumble, then you start slowly adding in ice cold water and it starts to form a dough ball. Then you flatten it out into a disc and you let it sit in your fridge for 30 minutes to just let the butter harden so that when you bring it out, you can roll it out into your own pie crust. And it's beautiful, and it works for pies, pot pies, anything that you would need that for. Um, Bread yeast really intimidated me for a long time, Um, and I just I couldn't figure it out. I used to buy frozen dinner rolls for my husband. Um, We would either do Pillsbury or I would buy the frozen Rodie's brand or something. I don't even know, and. I I've even shared it, and I'll just share it in, I think, probably these show notes or the email that goes out with this this episode um, of just how simple it is. I found a recipe for one-hour dinner rolls. I know I've shared it before, but they are my go-to. My husband absolutely loves them. My kids do. All all my kids do. Um, With honey, butter and honey on them, they love that. Uh, But I will bake a double batch when I know I'm low on them and I'm making more so that I have a bunch to freeze because they will pull out of the freezer and I will reheat them. I will usually undercook one batch so that, you know, when you come back um, to pull them out of the freezer, then they're not too overcooked. So just a tip there. Um, But yeah, we make sourdough all the time. Those are things we make sourdough pancakes all the time, and I'll freeze extras if I make a double batch, It's just so that I have insurance. Muffins, th- like all those kinds of things. I'm not buying little Debbie. I'm not buying little bites. I'm not buying um, frozen waffles or frozen bagels. Like we're just we're making it all because I have the time and the space for that, and I've practiced one thing at a time. I didn't learn how to make tortillas and pancakes and bagels and English muffins and bread all at the same time like no it's I've been doing sourdough for the last four years now this month or as of January and I didn't start making all of those discard recipes easily until after I mastered like just making the bread itself (laughs) and then learning about different flours I could use and incorporating einkorn flour so it's, again, not going to happen overnight. Bone broth, those are things where you can start sourcing local. You can find people that have farms that have grass-fed bones. Um, you know, if you have organic chickens, I usually will not use non-organic for any bone broth. Um, it just doesn't feel clean to me. Um, you can do what you want. I just don't prefer it. So if we've bought bone chicken with bones in it that's not organic, then we will, I won't save those bones um, personally, uh, because I am like legit cooking the heck out of them. And I don't know what that animal lived like and how it was taken care of. And I just don't want that leaching into all this broth. It just, it's not, not my thing. So I will throw them in bags. I will tell everyone to save it if it's worth saving. And then when I have enough in the freezer, I will pull them out and whip it up. And put it in a pot and let it simmer, whether it's in the crock pot or on my stove, for probably a solid two days. I really like the 48-hour thing. And then I have learned how to pressure can it. I froze it for many years. So you could save old yogurt containers, sour cream containers. uh, I mean, whatever you've got. And you can freeze it. It just I don't have that kind of freezer space anymore with the way that we've gotten meat. And now that I've learned the skills of canning, pressure canning. Um, bone broth but that stuff gets expensive especially if you want the good kind kettle and fire is a real um, awesome brand if you can't afford it or you, or if you want something at the store kettle and fire is a really good one just be mindful of other b- brands that are going to have added sugar or natural flavoring or I always laugh at the ones that say like chicken flavor ing and I'm like w- what does that even mean chicken flavoring like why isn't it just like chicken or I don't know it just sounds like they made up something to taste like chicken so it just always makes me laugh and cringe (laughs) um pizzas same thing pizza dough I found a recipe that's very similar to my um dinner roll recipe and I have done it two two Fridays now and I kind of want to do it for the rest of winter or I guess for a while if I can just make it really fun Friday night pizzas and Um, I usually would make sourdough ones for us. My husband does not like sourdough. So then he would get like a DiGiorno pizza or, you know, an Aldi self-rising pizza. He liked the rising ones. And I got to this point of like, you know what? I, it doesn't have to be sourdough everything. And every now and again, sure. But I want to find something that I know he'll eat and it'll be way better ingredients. And let's play around with it. And so, you know, we did our second round of it and he really liked the sauce this time uh and then because I was yeah it's a whole other story so I made a more flavorful sauce I did a little bit better on flavoring the crust on the edges I want to perfect that a little bit better but it's kind of fun it's just like playing restaurant you know you get to be the owner of your own restaurant so I mean I know that's not everyone's passion and you don't have to go all out like I do but Again, really wanting to encourage you this year to start making some more things at home. Whether it's you've made three things in the whole year now, that's huge. That's three things you weren't doing. So maybe that's like pie crust, maybe you learned sourdough, and um, maybe some applesauce. Like here, I, you know, I'll talk about the applesauce quick. I We buy applesauce, or apples in apple season, and we whip it up into applesauce, and we've canned over 30 jars, probably... 40 I don't know 30 to 40 jars of quarts of applesauce in our basement and you can also freeze it as well again always optional Uh, and then we have those we'll pull those up when it's like we need something extra for this meal usually it's like a night when we or applesauce goes really well with like pork so um sometimes we'll have that or just like on a night when there's tacos or yeah, whatever. It could just be a filler or a great time, you know, for a snack with the, for the kids. Um, or you can add it to oatmeals, uh in the morning to sweeten things. So you are in control of those ingredients. So, you know, you just pick a few things that really you're like, I buy a lot of this. Just look at the list. Think about it or think of the things that you buy. And how can you start to just source the ingredients you need to make it homemade? Because, yes, I'm not growing my own wheat I'm not milling it. I, I don't have that capability, but I can source the best kind that I know. Um, you know, yeast, I have to buy. Butter, I have to buy. And is it always organic, grass-fed? No, but like I do my best. <laughs> I just lost my my source of grass-fed butter. Um, it's no longer made that way. Whatever I got connected to some women that were buying it in bulk and the funds would go to support some sort of cause. And so I was willing to spend a little bit more money on the butter because I knew it was either going to support a fundraiser of some sorts for something um, that they'd always share with us. And now this Amish rolled butter is now no longer grass-fed. And so I'm out of that right now. And sure, I can get the stuff at Costco, like the Kerrygold. But I'm like, wow, I this is pricey. So... Um, I might stick to just like buying that for spreading on our bread and things like that. But I might just have to end up being okay for now. Just buying just regular stuff for baking purposes. So, you know, you do what you got to do. Pancakes. Insanely easy to make your own pancake mix. Stop buying the Krusty's brand or the Aunt Jemima or what is the, I don't even know, Kellogg's, do they have a brand, I don't know, whoever's got those boxes of pancake mix, it's as simple as having flour, baking soda, or baking powder, or both, I can't remember, I don't have my recipe in front of me, but I will definitely share this, um, it's got a little bit of, you know, add some sugar to it, some salt, non-fat dry milk powder, um, is in mine, you shake it all up, and then you just add water to it, or if you really want to jazz it up, add some milk and an egg to it, um, it's that simple and you're, you're saving yourself a ton of junk ingredients and enjoying a fun breakfast, you know, uh, a super yummy breakfast. So there's so many things. Tortillas are a staple in our home. I make them like triple batches and then I'll freeze some. My kids eat them outside of having tacos. They'll have honey and peanut butter on them. They'll have avocado on them. Sometimes we'll make them as the bottom for making a pizza. Sometimes they'll just eat them. Like if I'm running out the door and I need something quick or like we go to the zoo, sometimes I'll just bring tortillas and they'll eat them at room temp. They'll eat them if I warm them up. They'll eat them cold and they're filled with good gut, you know, sour. They've been fermented, so they're good for the gut. They're, they're um, easy. And they've got some fats in them from the lard or the olive oil that I've used. And so it's, it's not just like an empty carb to me. I feel that they do, they are nourished through it and it is filling, um, for an easy grab snack. So just take this list as it is, write down some of the things that, I know one of the things I need to make better, make more of is salad dressing. Um, I just need to find my rhythm with that. But again, Don't think you got to go ham and go and do all of these at once. It's taken me many years to get to this place. I'm comfortable with using yeast. I'm comfortable with using sourdough. Do I still make mistakes? Absolutely. Does my family still get fed? Absolutely. And do I feel empowered and just like excited when I bring food to the table and i and and feel so so, rewarded it's so rewarding when I make something, yes, it, you won't know unless you experience it yourself, so I really hope that this can encourage you to find that dance in the kitchen yourself, and that rhythm, and find a love for it, it's going to look different for everybody, we all have our different styles, our different personalities, our different flavor profiles, different kids, different husbands, um, that eat different, and we all have to kind of make it work. But my real big goal was just to help you see that cooking at home from scratch can be done and save yourself the money and your health by just simply swapping out a few things. And over time, watch yourself slowly start swapping out more and more things. And then when you really need the convenience of the Pillsbury dough canned dinner rolls or backup cinnamon rolls. Guys, that was me. I had backup Pillsbury or Annie's cinnamon rolls in my fridge for the times that I knew I wasn't super confident with my my cinnamon rolls and I've had duds I've had so many duds when it came to those and we had to pull the the backup out because I still wanted my family to enjoy them and they're one of my husband's favorite things and so especially at Christmas time it was like okay well I better buy a backup just just in case because we don't want to not have them on Christmas morning because that would be a shame and um yeah I've had like it oozing out everywhere all the like insides, the cinnamony sugar butter stuff. I've had them too small. I've had them really large. I've had the yeast not even like I don't even know what happened. It it just didn't do. I couldn't roll it up. I I didn't pinch it tight enough, or or I didn't. My dough just kept falling apart, and I couldn't roll it. It like I've had it all. I really I've had it all. So. <laughs> And then one time I melted the butter with, and then I put the cinnamon and the brown sugar in it and then I tried spreading it on. But really, you're just supposed to have softened butter and then you're supposed to spread the softened butter on the dough that you've rolled out and then sprinkle on the cinnamon and sugar and then roll it up. I mean, I, I guess the other way works too, but it didn't seem to work that well. Like it wasn't what was supposed to happen. Anyway, again, it's not going to look perfect. And that's when you can rely on backup when needed. So I would love to know what kind of things stood out to you, what you will make, what you will um, try and swap out here this year. Maybe there's multiple things. Um, If you have questions on anything or needing ideas of where to look for, I mean, just go to Pinterest. And I know Instagram has tons of stuff, but it can be overwhelming at times. So if you just need to find a recipe, just Pinterest it or Google it and you're going to find a quick, simple how-to with a few ingredients. I will list a couple of my favorites um, that you guys can use. And yeah, here we are with a 40-minute episode (laughs) of me chatting your ear off. I hope that you found value here today. If so, it would mean the world to me if you would share this episode with someone that you know would find value here if you would share it on your social media and tag Health, and we can get this in front of more and more people so that we can help them live healthier, happier lives. All right, happy cooking, friends.